And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If there are any spirits here tonight, tell me, does this sound like Shakira? Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, June 7th. Here we are in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hello, everybody. Hey, Tass. We got our Top Shot Hot Boys right there. That's Trey Kirby. Hey yo! Hey yo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the barber shop. Mm, Lee Ellis. Right. Mm, new cut for yeah, Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? Huh? Needs a little work by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah. Loving the bangs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little trim. Okay. <laughs> and last, certainly not least, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Do all those things. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Quick programming note for the rest of the week here. Uh, Trey and Lee, Mm. they're headed to Boston later today for games three and four of the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's why you got the haircut. You got to get fresh for a trip, yeah. Because you got to put a green hat on at some point. You can't have all that hair there getting in the way. Um, So you guys are headed later today. Make sure you're following No Dunks, if you don't already, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, Facebook, you know, at No Dunks Inc. Here, of course, on YouTube, because you guys are going to be dropping social content all week long when you're in Boston. That's I the plan. So. You That's eating plan. lobsters. Yeah. You know, pantsing John Schumann. I don't know. Fun <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I'm going to lay on the ground, put my feet on John Schumann, and then when we both stand up, I'm going to try to pull his pants Oh, down. wow. Yeah. Okay, recreate the yeah, exactly uh, Jalen right. Brown, Draymond Green. Yes, okay. Put my um, shoes on that man. So, unless major <laughs> NBA news... That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> unless major NBA news drops tonight, like something big would have to happen, there's going to be no daily podcast live at 10 a.m eastern here from the classic factory tomorrow that's wednesday okay instead i think the plan is for trey and lee you guys are going to jump online later in the afternoon to get everybody ready for game three give us the sights and sounds yeah. of uh you know warm up and shoot around and all that the stuff. plan is for us to go to shoot around in the morning there, there tomorrow rub shoulders of some of the big wigs <sighs> you know get some stories <laughs> take a few snaps have a few laughs and then See do like happens. a little mini podcast yeah. Uh, yeah. in the afternoon Minicast. on Wednesday. Probably around 3 Eastern, something like that, okay. but uh, we'll see. Okay, yeah. good. And then, of course, we'll go live immediately following Game 3 of the NBA Finals on late Wednesday night, little mini reaction podcast, uh, and we'll be talking to either one or both of you guys live from Boston. Maybe We're you have could to experiment with our dongles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Lee and I got adjacent rooms, so we're gonna try and experiment with our dongles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See if Whoa. we can both hook up. Yeah, well, that's gonna be quite we'll the... Open the door in between. Stick the dongle right in the middle, cord to cord. <laughs> so we're sharing a room, but not really. Yeah. Oh. 
Jesus. All right. We've thought about everything be, here. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Uh, I told Lee I was eating show. beans exclusively when we were there. He said, we cannot share a room. Mm. No, that's good, though, because then we can use that as a dongle as well, the old-fashioned <laughs> way, you know, like to sort of connect our computers. You know, you used to do the telephone. Maybe we can do that okay. with a can, can of beans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we haven't even left yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, this is the type of content that you can expect in here in the coming days. Uh, two men and their dongles uh, from Boston. And then Thursday and Friday, basically business as usual here from the Classic Factory. Though, no, 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 sorry, not the Classic Factory. We'll be in the yard. JD, uh, you're going to be off on Thursday and Friday. So Andrew Schlecht, once again, yes. filling in for our guy JD. Uh, so I should we'll remind him, actually. I, haven't... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said he would a month or two ago. <laughs> well, he's busy with like uh, the, the, the draft picks that the yeah. Thunder have. I always see him tweeting about that, so you better remind him that <laughs> uh, Schlecht is filling in there on Thursday and Friday. Okay. We're not talking about the finals really much today. Instead, we got a bunch of other NBA news and notes. And we're going to start with this one. It's juicy, I think, from The Athletic. DeAndre Ayton, he's going to be a restricted free agent this offseason. And sources tell The Athletic's John Hollinger and James Edward III that it's more likely than not that Ayton is going to be leaving the Suns. And because of Ayton's restricted free agency status, Hollinger thinks that a sign-and-trade is probably the most probable scenario so let's let's break this down i guess the question off this task is where is Aiton playing next season is he still with phoenix or do you do you buy what hollinger and edwards is selling us and then he might be gone well yes i'm buying it because there were you know some hints of a fracture there in the locker room but this is this is big the fact that it feels like he's not going to be there next year and i mentioned the locker room because there's got to be some serious issues between deandre Aiton and Monty Williams and the rest of the team, that he wants a bigger role, that they obviously don't see eye-to-eye, that they're willing to move on from a 23-year-old whose rights they control? That's shocking to me. There must be a real issue there in the locker room because from the outside looking in, he's young. (laughs) Uh, He's obviously promising. You can sign him to a four-year contract and then trade him later, which is the route they may go, but it sure feels like he's not going to be there for a very long time. And it's shocking because they offered him a four-year contract last year. (laughs) It wasn't that long ago. Uh, Obviously, there's things he can't do. And maybe from a number one pick, you want him to be a little bit more aggressive, to to get to the free throw line a little bit more. But he's 17 and 10. And 17 is a number that uh, sticks out in my head because he only played 17 minutes in that final game, that final debacle against the New Orleans Pelicans. And I guess that's just a culmination of uh, everything that's gone wrong with him in the front office slash coaching staff where they said, you know, you're not playing. You're, you're done. I, I, maybe he doesn't work hard enough. Maybe the, the, he doesn't see eye to eye with Monty Williams. I don't think it's just Chris Paul not getting along with another center named DeAndre. I think it's beyond that. And it, I don't know if it's – it's reparable, it seems like. I don't I don't think they can fix this. And John Hollinger and James Edwards go into the discussion about where he's going, likely a sign-and-trade. But if you're doing a sign-and-trade, you're not getting back the best value, I don't think. You're not – this isn't This isn't a guy who signed to a deal. And maybe that's why – maybe that's why they end up signing him to a deal and then trading him, like Trey said – Yesterday, teams are more likely to sign stars and then trade them at some point in their contract because they're likely to get better value. And, and James Edwards and John Hollinger on the Athletic go into potentially Jeremy Grant if he looks like that kind of player, you know, who is a, obviously a complimentary player in this league, could be the best thing that they would get back. And that sort of makes sense 
to me and the Pistons make a heck of a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, if you remember, remember Jake Fisher with Bleacher Report about a month ago had reports that the Suns were reluctant to pay maybe any center $30 million plus. So there's that. And then there's this Monty Williams uh, maybe griping a little bit with Aiton's focus, I think, was sort of the report coming out from Fisher. So, yeah, this is uh, Hollinger and Edwards now saying, yeah, this might be true here, and they don't want to pay him that much and try and get something back in a signed trade. So you think the Pistons could make some sense. Do the Suns really want Jeremy Grant in a sign-and-trade scenario here? Does that entice you all that much if you're if you're Phoenix? Is it or just a case of getting anything back in return? What do you think? I think it's a case of trying to get something back in return if you know that Aiton's not going to be sticking around. The only way they can smooth it over is by giving him the max at this point. I really think uh, by saying, actually, the posturing we've done for the entire year, we were completely faking it on that one. We're going to pay you everything we possibly can, and that doesn't seem like what's going to happen uh, for Phoenix. So if he's going to leave, you can't just let him sign somewhere else and not match the deal and just lose your starting center, a guy you drafted number one overall four seasons ago who is a solid player. Like, DeAndre Ayton isn't Luka Doncic from that draft, but he's in the top ten of starting centers in the NBA, you would think. He's had great games in an NBA Finals, but... Then, like Tass is saying, against the Mavericks, the Suns lost their last two games by 60 points. And now you look back and you're like, whoa, that 17 minutes is very strange uh, yeah. that he played in that game seven uh, against Dallas, especially with the way he went off the floor with Monty. He's basically like complaining that nobody's passing in the ball, which was happening. But, I mean, Jeremy Grant, I think uh, it's a, definitely a downgrade for the Suns. I think Jeremy Grant would be a perfect piece to add to this team if DeAndre Ayton is there because now you're losing your starting center which you're going to need you're not going to get the same production from JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo that you get from DeAndre Ayton but I mean if he's going to go I would rather have Jeremy Grant than no Jeremy Grant and no DeAndre Ayton but this is uh, this is bad stuff I do think for the Suns to be potentially losing a number one pick four seasons into his career He's got a bit of a Ben Simmons to him, though, DeAndre Ayton. And by that, I mean, if you look at his numbers in his rookie season to where they are now and where his averages are, pretty much a flat line. He's improved his field goal percentage. Other than that, in his rookie season, he was 16 and 10. This season, he was 17 and 10. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't get to the free throw line. As an improved defender... Yeah, but he's not an elite <coughs> rim protector. No, he's not. Sure. Um, but, but he's, he's good, and, decent. <laughs> and he's a, he's a good player as well. But he hasn't also taken that leap where it's like, okay, you can see the improvement. He's really worked on his game in this part of it. He, instead, he's basically putting up the same numbers and then it dips a little in the playoffs there. He's also a little bit injury prone. So I think the Suns are looking at all this and thinking like, I don't know if we want to lock this guy up. But I would say to the Suns, you probably got to look around and say so many other teams would pay him that. So why don't you at least play that card, say we are going to play, uh, we are planning on paying him that. If you guys want it, you're going to have to go to that level and then we can maybe figure out a sign and trade because a young guy at this age, so many teams will see the promise and the upside and go, I think we can work with that. We're prepared to pay him that money even if the Suns aren't. But I also wonder, and we sort of talked about this season, the, the way that Biombo came in and played really well with Chris Paul, JaVale McGee was very good as well. Did the Suns go... You know what? I don't know if we actually need to pay That's, that much money. I think what Fisher was saying, yeah, that they for, look at this, the, the landscape of the NBA even, and yeah. go, do you really need to pay 
a center $30 million? Yeah. Or can you get production from other guys for much less money? I yeah. think that's what they're thinking. Like, and how much of DeAndre Ayton is just Chris Paul anyway? And like, if you can get another youngish piece to sort of go in yeah. there, uh, a lot, of, a little bit cheaper. But I just think it does look bad on the Suns if they're kind of like, uh, we're hesitating on, on this. We're prepared to give him up. Jeremy Grant, I, I talked about the other, I don't know if it was on the show or off the show. He's the most overvalued player. He's rumored to be in every... every look, He's Damian, going to the Hawks. He's yeah, going Damian to the Blazers. He signed a perfect deal at the yeah. perfect time to yeah. like come and be uh, an almost free agent during a season when there's not a lot of great free agents. Yeah. Like Zach Levine's probably the biggest name in the class right now. So Jeremy Grant's looking nice. He's got that <laughs> Team USA pedigree. Yeah. We all remember yeah. like one series that he played yeah. with the Nuggets a couple yeah. of seasons ago. We're like, ooh. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's. I think you summed it up there. It's if the Suns could add him just in the off season. <laughs> great. Sure, it's exactly what yeah. they were missing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in in terms of like if you if if the best you can get back is Jeremy Grant for a young player with this sort of potential, I think that's a a, a huge loss for the Suns. You've got to be able to get more than that from the guy you took number one only a few years ago. So we'll see. But um, Aiton. There are times where you look at him and think, man, yeah, he's really improving his game. But then the numbers don't really back that up. It's mm-hmm. more as just he's playing in a slightly different way. So, uh, And his minutes also dropped from last season in the regular season to this season. So there's definitely some friction there with Monty Williams. But at the same time, Aiton's probably not shown that he's ready for a bigger role. And then to add to that, there are rumors off of the floor, this guy is not all that dedicated to getting a lot better here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's more dedicated to his, uh, you know, video games, <laughs> is what they say, uh, that he's Who up cares? late at night. I mean, yeah, but I, I guess if they're like, come on, man, you're number one pick. You have, look at the tools you have, get better, get better, get better. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I'm not it probably bugs Chris Paul. Sure. That's what sure. I would guess, is that it probably bugs Chris Paul, but like... Trey Young plays video games. People play video games. People are up late in the NBA. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But you should also like, want to pair it with getting better, I guess. Of you course. want DeAndre Ayton to go shoot free throws at 3 in the morning? Is that what people <laughs> no. are saying? Uh, I uh, mean, the Suns lift after every game. They made that quite apparent. They were showing off how much they were working. I do not care at all. He can sleep one hour a night as long as he shows up and gets 20 and 10 every night which he's not doing. Let's go to the free throw line. That's what he needs yeah, to that's, do. That's go easy. to the free throw line, which is why I don't actually love the pairing with Cade Cunningham. That guy doesn't get to the free throw line at all. And if your point guard and your center are not getting to the free throw line, they're going to have the ball the most. Not the greatest pairing. That being said, if Detroit can get DeAndre Ayton, do it. they got to do yeah. it. It is very funny. Now we're talking about video games. Is that going to be on guys' draft reports? Like skills, uh, 20 and 10. Yeah, cons plays video games right. that night. I I understand that maybe he's not the most dedicated guy, but the Suns misplayed their hand. They could have signed him last year for a four-year deal and then traded him because people want him for a better package than now it seems like they're sort of under the gun and have to trade him for something that isn't as good as they could have got if he signed to a four-year deal if he, if he wants to leave as is. That being said, I know Jeremy Grant has gone from undervalued to overvalued but you can't get enough wings in this league, and he would help the Phoenix Suns tremendously, I, I think. Even even if he's he's the talk of the town, and he's not the same guy that yeah that you know a lot of people think he is. He he is yeah a bit overvalued. But look back at those numbers and that one series. I don't think this is a Jerome James situation. <laughs> I think this is a a really really solid player again who plays a really good uh, position. The other potential sign-and-trade proposal that Hollinger had in that article was the Spurs, who do have cap space, Mm. could, like, just straight up, you know, offer the deal there. And we're talking, like, four years, 131 for a rival 
uh, team to uh, offer to uh, Aiton, where the Suns, of course, could go up to five years, like $177 million, I think it's projected. But Pirtle and Keldon Johnson uh, is what Hollinger threw out for Aiton in some sort of sign and trade. What do you think of uh, that one from, from either side? I would still prefer to have Aiton in that deal. I, I think Keldon Johnson, we don't know enough about him yet. Pirtle's good, solid, probably a better defender, but nowhere near as good offensively as uh, DeAndre Aiton. It's fine, but I think there's better out there if you're the Suns. I mean, if you're getting those guys back in return, again, I think you're getting pennies on the dollar. That, um, that's interesting you say that because some Spurs fans, we go, are you crazy? We're not... They, they're high on Keldon Johnson. I know. I, uh, they're high he's on... He's young. He's yeah, 22. Yeah. I, I Look, he's fine, mm-hmm. but... I mean, how... Like, when they say they're high... So, I, hold on. You, from the Spurs side of things, you think that's a no-brainer? Bringing Aiton as your center? I, I, I think it's Keldon an upgrade. Johnson yeah. and okay. I think okay. so, yeah. I mean, on the surface, but but again, like, it's, it's very early, and uh, teams tend to be pretty biased towards their own players as well. Fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. He scored 17 points per game. Wow, that is more than I expected. I mean, yeah. Good. Yeah, he is but, really good. Um, what do you think of that Spurs, Suns, sign and trade trade? Uh, I think Aiton, to me, doesn't seem like a very Spursy player. He's very much focused on the bag. This guy is uh, getting paid for sure, but he would probably be awesome on the Spurs. They would figure out the right way to use him. Uh, you would get more defensively. Uh, I think from Aiton, I think he would be an upgrade there. He's certainly better than Pirtle. Uh, but Pirtle and Johnson, to me, is not enough. I'm with Lee. I mean, Keldon Johnson did have a solid season, but he's the number two option on a pretty bad team, so he should be putting up those sort of numbers. Uh, I guess of all the teams uh, that Hollinger mentioned, the Trailblazers are probably the most interesting to me. They've got Nurkic as a free agent, but I guess he could kind of be part of this sign-in trade. Then the Suns are getting a center back since they wouldn't have any on the roster. Uh, Aiton, definitely an upgrade on Nurkic, I think. Could be a good use of the number seven pick as well for the Blazers, which might be something the Suns would be interested in, either adding a young guy to continue building for the future or to ship it for some sort of veteran help on the wing as well. So I guess the Blazers is probably who I would be most interested in um, seeing Aiton play for, but that's like a, you know, is that something that the Suns would want to do is trade to a team they're going to be facing in the playoffs time and time again? Who knows? That holds teams up sometimes. What do you think about any of the other teams? Hornets, Hawks? Like Trace brought up the Blazers, or even back to that Spurs one, um, or are you locked in more on the idea of him playing in Detroit if they can make it happen? You, well, you the Pistons like should, yeah, Piston yeah. should just acquire talent and, right. as much as possible. But the Blazers is a good one. Their last six months has gone pretty poorly. They traded away CJ McCollum, trying to tank to get a, a great pick. If they can turn the number seven into DeAndre Ayton, because they're trying to show Damian Lillard that they're building, yeah, that, I think that is brilliant if they can pull that off and DeAndre Ayton I think would get opportunity there that uh, he wants I mean it feels funny it feels like we're uh, we're waiting for the, the the Los Angeles DeAndre Jordan situation to to figure it itself out where's he going you know I, not just because both these guys are DeAndre's but also because it feels like he wants a bigger role and he wasn't getting it in in Phoenix but yeah I guess I guess he just didn't work hard enough I mean, I, I, guess, I guess that's why they don't see eye to eye. All right, our next topic here. Last week, Commissioner Adam Silver said the NBA is considering switching the voting process for all NBA selections from the current position-based system to one where voters just select the 15 best players regardless of position. Silver said he plans to address it with the National Basketball Players Association. Silver also said there will be more discussions about whether contract bonuses will be tied to media awards voting, but he added that both sides have agreed that it, that is like the best 
of a series of imperfect uh, options that this is what uh, obviously the players union and then the NBA came to agree on. So this is why we have this. But Trey, do you think the league needs to tweak the voting process? Either one of those that Silver was talking about for all NBA selections. Yeah, I got kind of different thoughts on both of the parts of it. The positions and the voters. I'm coming around on positions because I like this, what Adam Silver is saying, more than just dropping centers and making it like mm-hmm. all-star voting where you have two backcourt and three frontcourt. He's saying a top 15. That's cool. People love ranking stuff. Right. It won't solve anything. Instead of arguing over the first versus second team center, we'll be arguing over number five and number six. I also think it's pretty funny that, you know, they've had two great centers playing for the past two seasons. So the solution is to get rid of centers on the ballot. Very NBA move to me. People are complaining. So we got to change something then they're just going to complain about something else, which will lead to another change. As for the voters, Silver's saying what Jason Tatum said and what I said. Something isn't right. Something needs to change. What should it be? (laughs) There's not a suggestion. There's like no suggestion here. And like Adam Silver mentioned, all sides agreed on this in the collective bargaining agreement that this would be the best way to do it with no bias because it's like, are the players going to be unbiased? Not a chance. Are the general managers going to be unbiased? Not a chance. Nope. Are the media going to be unbiased? Not a chance. So I don't know exactly what the solution is, but Silver's like, we're going to look at it. We're going to look at it. And if you guys see anything, you tell me, and then we might figure something out because there's just not a great solution here, except for, of course, the NBA Supreme Court. We have a small number of voters for the finals MVP for the conference finals MVPs as well. Bill Russell, Jerry West, Kareem, Larry, Magic, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, Dirk, and Wade. Those guys vote on everything. The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. Okay. They've all got some serious credentials. Everybody but Iverson's got a title. They've all got MVPs except for Wade. It's the entire spectrum of generations throughout the years. Just let those people vote on it. Mm. Okay, what do you think of this? Yeah, I, I do think there is something there. I, I really Supreme do. Court. Yeah, I do. I like it because. Do you want it all former players? Do you want to get some Hall of? You want to get Hubie in there? Do you want to like mix it up? Ooh. You could do a little bit. Well, Hubie's a Hall of Fame coach, I, well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I'm saying media coach. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, I th- I taking think, Trey's idea and maybe yeah. making it a little broader. I think uh, if you're in the Hall of Fame, then you that's your eligibility. <laughs> so right. then uh, you know you, that's how you qualify. Um, but I also think a, a lot of this is to do with the contract bonuses. And if you meet, meet yep. certain criteria, you get the ability to sign for more. So maybe also just remove that. And if you if the team wants to sign you to whatever the max is, they should be able to sign you to it. So then it's not like only if you make this, only if you make all NBA, only if you do a, a certain thing. Because there isn't a perfect formula. Because if you say, well, let's just do it on a statistical basis then you're going to have someone who's on there who's maybe not deserving, but they maybe met the criteria for a statistic. And then what is it? Is it points? Is it rebounds? Is it assists? Is it some points, some rebound, top five rebounds, whatever? So I like the fact that Adam Silver knows. Like, it's not perfect. We have to try to find a solution. But I do think the biggest problem the players have is that their bonuses are tied to it, and that's Mm -hmm. what they don't like. So remove that part of it and then give this Supreme Court chance a shot. And then a no-brainer, I assume, you think... Just get rid of positions. Just give us the 15 best players because you've said that before. Yeah, I have said that before. And I, and I think, again, that's when it does eliminate this like guy who finished second in MVP voting couldn't make the first All-NBA team. I think you should right. automatically be on that first All-NBA team if you are in the top three. If you're the top three players in the league, you should be on that first team. And it's again, it's not a game you play. It's more the accolade. It's more the end-of-season recognition. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes, Uh I think so. Okay. Tass, thoughts on all this? Take the MVP voting and apply it to all NBA. Done and done. You got your top five, make the first team, 
next five, make the second team. You probably don't have 15 votes, but we'll figure that part out. But that, this year, it would have been perfect. It was Jokic and Bede, Giannis, Devin Booker, and Luka Doncic. It was perfect. That's the the first so five, that's first and that's team. that's what you should do. We don't need to vote on everything. The voters get tired. Oh, let's <laughs> vote on all rookie and all defense. I mean, they start they start uh, tired's not the right word, but they start not caring about every single vote that they have to vote for. I, I do agree that uh, you know the the guys who are getting paid more, the thirty five percent of the cap, when you use that Derrick Rose rule of when guys make all NBAs or MVPs or whatever they get, yeah, just give it to one guy. I, I think Lee's right. Just Make it th- make it so there's one slot on a team, and uh, it shouldn't be connected to awards. I don't think it just has to be a decision made by a front office. Done and done. I think. Well, sticking with Silver's press conference, the commission also said that he is open to reducing the length of the regular season. Here we go again with this. Uh, these comments absolutely set off <laughs> Richard Jefferson, who said the idea of the NBA shortening its 82 game season makes quote absolutely no sense. In fact, RJ believes that the league is becoming too soft and shortening the season will take away from the difficulty of playing basketball at the highest level. Quote, I'm going to give you a part here. If you haven't seen it, seek out Jefferson's uh, little rant about this. But quote, you want to shorten the season? How much more do we have to make this coddling and all this stuff go with the players? Professional sports is not good on your body. It's supposed to separate the people that can do it from the people that can't do it. Part of greatness is longevity. Uh, End quote. Jefferson had more to say about this, but Lee... Should um, the NBA shorten its season, or does Jefferson have a point here? Do you, are you do you are you siding with what RJ was going off about? RJ sounds a bit like an old man get off my lawn mm-hmm. because I think that's what was the mentality in the eighties and nineties. Get out there and play every single game. But I think as we've evolved and technology's gotten better, and we've got sports scientists saying, listen, it's probably better if you don't play all these eighty-two games because then the longevity of the back end of your career will be extended and. Richards have to look at some of the players in the league. How many star players look at the season and go, 82 games, I'm playing 70, 75 this year. I'm load managing, which is, I think, a smart approach to, uh, to again, prolonging your career. It doesn't Do you think the players are doing that? I think the I think the players are for sure. I think a lot of like, people push back on them saying the players are not usually the ones saying I don't want to play basketball. Well, it's cool. the staffs, yeah. the medical team saying you shouldn't. Our science says you should be taking off these back to backs, four and fives, fives and sevens. But I think I think players are are saying no. I'm taking off some games throughout the season. I mean, Kawhi Leonard took his third game off for the Raptors, and now he blew out his knee anyway. So it doesn't necessarily you know make it necessarily better for you. But I think I think we just have to look at it and. The owners aren't going to change the length of the season because it's money for them. It's revenue. It's people coming in the doors. So if you shorten the regular season and then do this mid-season tournament, ultimately it's the same way of getting – a different way of getting to the same amount of games, if not more. But I'm just a little surprised that Richard Jefferson's saying, you know, they're coddling the players and things like that. I mean, it's better, I think, for the players to play better games. The, the NFL, the biggest advantage the NFL has over the NBA is every game feels like it's must win. Of course. Whereas the NBA, we have – couple of games at the end of the season they've just added the plan which feel so must winny they're so much fun now you have to figure out a way to get the other 82 games to feel that same way i think there's just too many games i would reduce the season but i know that's not going to happen i think i think um less is more in this situation get better quality games even if it means fewer of them fewer of them throughout the season but i also understand going to an owner and say we're going to take five home games five home gates away from you this season they're like no we don't care the quality of the game we just want games out there we want the revenue every single night so that's what's not going to change what do you guys think of jefferson's comments 
is Richard Jefferson a hot take merchant? Hmm. I don't know. He's, <laughs> HTM. He's a burgeoning hot take merchant. <laughs> merchant, I would say. Uh, my biggest uh, my biggest take on this is that he says that if they shorten the season, there's still going to be rest days. I don't think that would be the case. I would think if they shorten the season, you would see less rest days. You're getting a better product on the court, and it makes the regular season more important. But on the other hand, the NFL is lengthening their season. I bet they wish they could play 82 games, even though they only got 17. So Lee's right. Things probably won't change to the extent that uh, you know some of the front offices would like with their players sitting. Because I'm kind of with you, Skeets. I think it's mostly that the players want to play. But management is coming and saying it is probably better if you don't play. No better, do better. So the players are taking their advice and trying to lengthen their careers. I yeah. thought it was interesting what Silver said though is that the length of the season doesn't necessarily affect injuries, right? Like you're not as you're not more likely to get injured in game 82 than you are in game 58. But you're more likely to get injured in game 58 if you've played three games in five nights right. than if you've right. played one game in five nights. So shortening the season gets the best product on the court. But I think that the NBA wants just product on the court, mm. more so than the best product. Mm. What do you think, Tess? Well, I, th- I think they are implementing this potential midseason tournament to lessen the games. And there wouldn't be the exact same amount of games. There'd be less for, for many of the teams when you equal it out. And that is money for everybody else. So I think they will think about shortening the season because they should. Why can't things get better? We just watched a clip of Jack Nicholson smoking on the sideline. That doesn't happen anymore in an NBA game because things got better. They don't. They 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 don't truck out these players to uh, you know play eighty two games and then not give them the care that they need because they want things to get better. That's what the goal in life is. Why can't it be better? Richard Jefferson. He was a very durable player. Maybe he's speaking from his own position, uh, for his own experience. Extremely durable player in 17 years. So I don't understand why you call it coddling. Uh, people just want the best product out there. And why not Why not want that for NBA fans, for NBA owners? And I think Adam Silver is just trying to find that balance. He's trying to find money for, for everybody as well. That's part of it. But this midseason tournament is is trying to find a balance. If everybody plays 10 less games, but they play, you know, six more games in the tournament, but that has this advertising umbrella on it, then there's money to be had. You think that's really going to happen? That's that we're going to go from 82 games to, let's say, 72, but we'll have this midseason tournament? Because a lot of people think, think you add a midseason direction. tournament, we're adding more games, not taking no, away some. No, some. when they did the math, yeah. there's no way it's more games. It's less games for some teams. There's okay. no way they would do that. Maybe split the difference, not down to 72, closer to a yeah. 76 that, I mean, the report, is out, I, yeah. the, the report is out from when they talked about it. It's it, They're working towards that. They're working towards taking care of the knees. Guys used to play only 12 years. 12 seasons now they play potentially 17 18 things are getting better I don't, I don't understand why we need to you know drill these guys into the ground it doesn't really make sense now does it For ch- ch- i guess jefferson's saying you can go you can go one direction too far though because he also added like well now they get a you know a week plus off at all-star break and obviously <laughs> this whole back-to-back days. well this is what i think rj's doing i was thinking about this this is like us 20 years from now where we're done this and we find out well there's a daily podcast but they're not really daily mm. they only gotta they only gotta go uh three days a week gotta save the voice a little bit save their hot takes you know they get a good break off at all-star week we would be the ones go oh god come on you're coddling the podcasters no we should be doing that what we would have we would perform way better oh geez that's what people are doing 
That's what people people talk for three hours on a Tuesday, three hours on a Friday. Call it a week, <laughs> and they feel better. Uh, but yeah, he's probably yeah. Old man yells at Cloud a sure, little bit. Sure. And yeah, he played twelve hundred games. He again, he was extremely durable. Mm. So. He always got the All Star weekend off though, and oh, that would have been a great. Yeah. Award. <laughs> nice one. Oh. He was in the dunk contest, oh. believe it or not. 2003. I'm surprised he didn't make Richard that Jefferson. up. The All-Star yeah. game. I don't yeah. remember he was him close. in the dunk contest. No, no, no. But he could throw down. Yeah, yeah, yeah he could, yeah. Hit some bunnies. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is going to be a fascinating one, I'm sure, in the stream team and the comments and all that. Uh, thoughts on Richard Jefferson's rant about this? And, you know, McCollum and Reddick have talked about it since, I know, in, in the last couple of days and sort of pushed back against Jefferson and... You know, they're, they're, you know, McCollum, a current player, Reddick, a little just just removed from the league, so they have different opinions. We're on this. We're, we're so married to this eighty-two games. Who mm. gives a flying poop? Because somebody once upon a time said this is how many games they should play. Who cares? Who cares? Why not shorten it? Why, why are we Why are we married to some number? If it's seventy-two, are we going <laughs> to sit back and? Yearn for the days of 82. Oh, we had 72 just last season. Yeah. People don't want to learn something new. No. Yeah, you know, of course. They, they still easy. forget that there were only 72 games last season and that there were 66 before, right? Like, yeah. People forget about that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, next one here. Darvin Ham. Ham. Said he Ham thinks. Bones. Yeah, Darvin Ham, baby. Uh, he said he thinks Russell Westbrook still has a ton left in the tank during his official introduction as Lakers head coach on Monday. Quote, don't get it messed up. Russell is one of the best players our league has ever seen, Ham said. He still has a lot left in the tank. Defensively, he went on to say, is where you're going to see us make our biggest leaps and bounds. Uh, so my question is, I thought this was a great um, official introduction for a head coach. I love seeing Ham and his giant head talking hoops. <laughs> Key takeaways, though, from Ham's press conference task, either about Westbrook or things he said about AD or anything about the Lakers. I love Darwin Ham. First, we all get excited for his last name. What about his first name? Great it's a great it's, it's a great name overall you're right darvin ham yes uh and a great press conference westbrook was in attendance mm. standing yeah there, standing there watching and darvin ham brought the goods he complimented russell westbrook by saying he is one of the best of all time and he's got um he's got a lot left to give listen me watching this i was ready to run through a wall for darvin ham yeah uh, I, I appreciate the way he he, he speaks, and I think he's going to get a lot out of his players. This year, the Lakers stunk on defense. It was only the season before this year that they were number one. And obviously, player personnel changes. Yeah. Uh, so the number one in defense was going to fall off, but they also just lacked the attitude. And I think Darvin Ham can bring that attitude, and he's going to ask that of Russell Westbrook. Now, Westbrook's not going to shut anybody <laughs> oh, down. If he can get Westbrook playing defense and changing his game, you can give Darvin Ham I coach know. of the year right now. I know. I, he's not, he's not going to be shutting anybody down. But if he can be gambly, steely Westbrook, you know, if he can even just get in the lanes Westbrook, that's a big improvement to me. Maybe we're talking about Dwight Howard late career. You remember in, when we were daily podcasting in 2013, 2014, 2015, <laughs> oh, 2016, 2017? We were, saying, we were saying, is this the year Dwight Howard comes back to form? Is this the year? No, this, this, this is the year. No, this is the year. And then when he finally got to the Lakers, that was his best year. I mean, obviously, it wasn't anywhere close yeah, to a small role. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I think that's what we're saying about Russell Westbrook. If Darvin Ham can can reduce his minutes, it's it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge to ask Russ to reduce his minutes, reduce his role somewhat. But he can still be a starter. You just have to work on defense, and 
if there's anyone up to the task, it feels like after one press conference, after 30 <laughs> minutes listening to this man talk, that it could be it could be Darvin Ham. I think he's got the guts to be the Lakers head coach, and he's going to ask his players uh, to play some defense. Right. Hold them accountable. I, I thought it was great, too. What did you think or key takeaways from, from Ham's press conference? Uh, I'm not a big Ham fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Worst meat to me. Oh, I just, uh, uh, So I would not be running through a wall. Is that a hot take merchant take? You I'm a hot ham and cheese merchant. I don't mind a hot ham and cheese sandwich. Oh, now you're coming around. Slice it? Nice. Yeah. But thicky, no quickie. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. Yeah, let's see what happens. Honestly, let's see what happens. If Darvin Ham gets Westbrook defending and willing to go to the bench, then that guy's going to win coach of the year next season because they'll still have a solid team as long as LeBron and AD can be – uh, can stay healthy. That's the big. That's always the big question with the Lakers. If those two are around, at least you got a chance. And we shall see uh, what happens with Westbrook. Because like Tass is saying, when they won a championship, they played championship-level defense. Then they traded all those guys for Russell Westbrook and fell apart completely. I think it's a little bit of wishful thinking, but Darvin Ham, he says, I've seen real pressure in life, so to me this is fun. You've got Dwight Howard there, who did go through stardom, the depths of his career and now a role player exact same with Melo. like those are two guys that you could look at and say that's what i need to do to be successful on this team so if it doesn't happen next season it ain't happening but i don't know how many times have we said that for west yeah if yeah it doesn't this, happen this next is season, the thing. if it doesn't happen next season a little more off ball movement he's just gotta cut more off yeah, the yeah. ball yeah okay <laughs> uh, and that's that's my main takeaway is uh in, until that roster improves, there's not a whole lot Darvin Ham can really do to change everything about them to get them from, what, 33 wins to 60 wins or anything like that. They need better players. They need younger players. You need Anthony them. Davis healthy. He did That's say that. Yeah, I liked him say saying that. that. Yeah. Guy's got to play. Yeah, We're but, a hell I mean, of a lot better when he plays. Yeah, they are, but they still need more than that. It's all those role players that he brought in last year, Rob Palinka, that were duds. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got to get rid of those. Also, Darvin Ham, shot in the face by accident, he said, April 5, 1988. So oh. when he says he don't feel no pressure, he, he means it. <laughs> yeah. He's been there. So uh, I like Stephen A. Smith. Like, you ain't going to push this man around physically, mentally, or emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's a big, he's oh, a yeah. big presence. And uh, I think that is good. You know, like, I, I thought you can just tell this guy has been ready for an opportunity like yeah. this. He was very well spoken. He said all the right things that you have to say at a press conference. He's not going to throw anyone under the bus or, or, try to make a scapegoat out of anyone he's trying to build these guys up especially Westbrook it makes it sound like well we're at least gonna try and bring them back because we can't trade them for anybody and we don't want to include more picks in the future so let's try and get Westbrook fired up and yeah, have and, him running through. You know, he's me. been an assistant coach, so he's like he's seen it all. He's been there. He's been on the championship team there of the uh, of the Bucks and uh, of the Lakers. Uh, no, the Pistons. Excuse me. Back in uh, as a player in yeah. two thousand and four. So he's ready for this moment, and uh, I, I wish him all the best. But again, he they need a, a much improved roster as well. So we'll see what uh, they can do in that set. That's part. why I was surprised to see a line out there for the Lakers to make the playoffs, which was the favorite. You can bet on the Lakers, yes or no, to make the playoffs, and that is the top six. And the the, right, the right. yes mm. was the overwhelming favorite, which is surprising to me when you look at the Western Conference landscape: Suns, Warriors, Mavs, Grizzlies, Clippers will be back, the Nuggets, Pelicans, yeah, some T Wolves in there to make yeah. the top six. Yeah, yeah, ah, it's not a lock, but then again, if you have LeBron and you have a good odds out there, if you want to bet, no, you got some good odds. Well, related. To Darvin Ham and his press conference. Coach, don't lie. Sources have told The Athletic that four-time NBA All-Star Rasheed Wallace 
has agreed to join the Lakers coach uh, staff, excuse me, as part of Darwin's ha- uh, Darvin Ham's uh, team there. He's going to be an assistant coach, Sheet is. He was most recently an assistant at the University of Memphis under Penny. And uh, he did spend some time, I forgot this, with the mm. Pistons bench yeah. Uh, yeah. back in 13-14. Yeah. yeah. Why, why, why well, did I forget? Because someone had a big dunk and he was up there jumping around with all the players in that. Oh, like, yeah. uh, you don't often see that. Uh, so that's why I'm excited to have him back. I think it's going to be great. Okay, well, Trey, you get us started. Those thoughts on Sheed joining Darvin Ham's uh, team there in, in L.A.? I think exciting news for one day. <laughs> Assistant coaching news is exciting to read the headline. You see the name. You remember sure. the name. That's awesome. I remember that. And then they're just an assistant coach. Remember right. when Amari Stoudemire joined the Nets? Yes. Remember anything else about Amari Stoudemire <laughs> no, joining the Nets? No. He sits in the second row. That's weird. He left the team after the playoffs this year. Mm. I didn't know that when I was looking it up today mm. because that's what it is. You know, he signs on. You're like, this is cool. Maybe he'll celebrate a dunk. Mm. Hopefully it's Darvin Ham. I would <laughs> love to see if Darvin Ham can still throw down. That's what he should do at practice. I can still dunk. Can you guys? Anyways, um, <laughs> Sheed is cool because I remember him. Uh, I remember reading in high school that Rasheed Wallace would be a great coach someday because he knew what every player on the court was supposed to be doing for every play, not just his position. But now that I'm a grown man, I think that should be the bare minimum for an NBA <laughs> you are a player professional at this point. Player. Yes, yeah. you should know all of the plays for everybody. I do think it's a little comical if he's coming in specifically to help Anthony Davis because the knock on Rashid Wallace is that he took too many jumpers and didn't get everything out of his potential, which sounds like someone I know. <laughs> right, right. You've even heard suggestions that uh, he's there to help AD with the mental side of the game. <laughs> Rashid Wallace had 41 techs in a season and is one of the most notorious slackers mm. of the past two decades. But I'm happy he's back as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm super yeah. happy. It'll be fun to see him on the bench. And then we're going to have no idea what he's actually doing. Well, maybe he'll light a yeah. spark under Anthony Davis. Uh, Get some text. Intended, I guess. They, uh, yeah. uh, they changed the rule, basically, because of him. Yeah. The text. To Unbreakable the record. 16. And I remember him also saying, talking about players uh, like Richard Jefferson, him saying, most players only play you know, 70, 80% of games at full strength. <laughs> and then they mail in a few. So... <laughs> I also think it's funny the idea of him coming in to help AD. And hey, maybe he does. Like, maybe they just connect or whatever. Uh, but Anthony Davis is on the NBA's all-time 75 yeah. greatest yes, players list. Yes, like, it's is. not like he's a second-year guy that needs some guidance here. I mean, he just needs to play. When he plays, he's pretty damn incredible. So I think that is funny. But, uh, yeah, fi- any final thoughts on Sheed joining him here? I think they should turn up the mics on the rims so we can hear Sheed mm. yelling. <laughs> Because there's going to be some yelling. Some ball don't lie is going to no, be... it's going to happen. Going to be yelled out there? You know, yeah, we all just see it all on Twitter. Great. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Let's hear the original. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's hear it again. All right. Well, let's hear from everybody out there. Lots of news and notes happening in the NBA uh, during the break in NBA Finals games. Let's hear your opinions on all of those topics. We'll take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're sticking with the Lakers with something very unique when it comes to LeBron James and possibly his foray into podcasting. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. 
but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Absolutely love to see the numbers we're doing here on an off day during the NBA Finals. So if you're new to No Dunks here on YouTube, hit that like button and make sure you subscribe and hit that little bell button too, a little notification so you know when we're going live, especially these guys tomorrow from Boston. They don't even know when they're going live. Could be any time in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Be ready. You're going to eat the lobster before the show or after the show? Maybe one. On, or tonight. Maybe sandwich the show around it. You know? <laughs> Do one before and then one after. Because they're usually not that big either. You're going to be yeah, eating multiple small. lobster rolls. Possibly. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, we got something fun here, Tass, uh, that you uh, put a little work into, and it's got to do with LeBron. Yeah, LeBron making news. He's not playing, but he's making news. He's been tweeting throughout the playoffs. He's been angry about illegal screens. He's been angry about basketball experts on Twitter, you basketball experts. He's been excited about Darvin Ham as his head coach. Uh, And he made some news when he tweeted yesterday because he teased that he could start his own pod to say all this stuff. He tweeted, jumping on someone's podcast soon. Maybe my own. Mm. Well, LeBron, we got you. We wanted to make a list for you. All the podcast names you would think about, a little brainstorming session, we got you. (laughs) Came up with the list. Here are the top 10 names for LeBron's podcast presented by No Dunks, also a very good podcast. (laughs) At number 10, The King's Court. Solid. LeBron's in charge. Loves that historical reference. He likes saying the king as well. Yeah. I, I, I think oh, yeah. he'd jump. He'd jump on that one. I think that's an obvious one. I asked Nora, "Hey, I heard LeBron's maybe doing a podcast. What do you think he should call it?" And she said, "Right away, the King's Court." So it came right to her top of her mind. Yeah. So it's 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 obvious, but it's sometimes the the obvious name is the best name. We'll get to some. I'm glad you ones. put it at number ten because unfortunately, this is the perfect name for LeBron's podcast. Guess where basketball's played? It's on a court. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's pretty We should actually, we should trademark it right now. <laughs> so we can't use it. I'll tell you right now, there's probably 10 NBA podcasts yeah. already called the King's Court mm, yeah. or a King's Court or something. But he can get it. He can afford it. He can get the rights. Interesting you say trademarks, Trey, because at number nine, Taco Tuesday. Oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> Spelled T A L K O. Now, it keeps up the Taco Tuesday brand, which sure. he has been employing with regular tacos, of course. But it might be a little too cute for Braun. And he actually applied for the patent for Taco Tuesday, was rejected. Oh. But the discussion was, was he just doing that to drum up some social media support for Taco Tuesday? Maybe it just worked anyways. Maybe it worked, because we're still talking about it. Taco Tuesday, that's his thing. It would be good because he's got the 
catchphrase, you know, built in right there. And so it would only be, I, I like it too, because it's. I assume this is going to be just once a week. Just on Tuesdays, it's He's Taco Tuesday. Coddling these podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see. I don't think LeBron's built for this type of life that we live. <laughs> Daily content, ninety minutes every day. He can't do that. No, he's, he can't. He's, he's got to start once a week. That's smart. He's way smarter than us. He would never go five days right, a week. Right. And the thing is, yes, maybe you you think, oh, he has to go on Tuesdays. Is that constricting himself? Well, you can record any day and just put it up <laughs> on Tuesdays. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, it actually, it's better because you put it up in the middle of the night on Tuesday. Expands your reach. Right. Longer shelf life is what I'm trying to say. Instead of doing it at Tuesday at noon like us, you know what I mean? But you said you like the idea of going Taco Tuesday because you basically have your intro already built. That's part like of it. Like him screaming, Taco Tuesday. Mm. And maybe, yeah, you get a little brand deal with Taco Bell or something mm-hmm. where you're eating tacos while you're podcasting. That sounds like a no-dunk thing to do. Come up with the name, figure out the rest later. Oh yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be a little too cute. But we got some cuties here. Yeah. Let, let's go. More cute names. At number eight, some people say LeBron's best skill <laughs> is his podcast. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Yep. That's a good one. Now, it's not catchy, <laughs> no. uh, but it might be true. Let's see him on the mic. <laughs> he might be better at podcasting than basketball, Whoa. than passing, than wow. scoring. Wow. That could be his first podcast. People don't say so, I score enough. Or so he could get a Webby. He's in line for a Webby. You think that's, I mean, we've got a Webby, so. <laughs> get in line. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I guess what you're saying, he might be so good at podcasting that it like. He might go into the Hall of Fame as a podcaster before as before he goes <laughs> in as a player. Wow, wow. that would be impressive. Blows us away, yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's the ultimate setup man. Yeah. You don't think this is From too inside jokey? This title, you know, this is like only ten percent of <laughs> no, people are no, getting. No, no, no. This oh, is, okay. This has wide appeal. This has <laughs> a lot of appeal, and like Tass said, it just flows off the tongue. Unforgettable name for a podcast, especially if you shorten it to its abbreviation, which would be, can you pull me up real quick here, JD, so I can reference uh, LeBron's L-B-S-I-H-P. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for helping, JD. <laughs> I think What's you wanted the graphic oh, back no, up. I said pull me back oh, up. I see what you're but saying. But that's what yeah. you meant, right? I did mean the, I did mean the graphic, <laughs> but is, I thought it through. Yeah. We got some people My best say. skill is my abbreviating. Yeah. <laughs> Killed it. All right. Uh, at number seven, just a pod from Akron. Mm. Mm. He loves showing love to mm-hmm. his roots. Yeah. Always says, just a kid from Akron. Jeez, that looks sort of good, actually. Just a pod from Akron. What do you think, Lee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like it because he's trying to play to his humble roots, you know, yes. like he's come from just yeah. a little town. He's just from a small town and he just wants to be a potter. He doesn't want his, like, basketball success to be the the reason why he's a successful podcast. He wants to be an individually successful podcast, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's just, it's five words. It's not too long. Yeah. I think that's like sort of your max, yeah. for being honest. Five, maybe six. But that, that one works. It, it's, uh, it's memorable. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Some people say LeBron's best skill is naming podcasts. What will it be? This is tough. Well, let's go to number six. Okay. All the King's Voices. Oh, we're back to the King. Yeah, the King is something I think he would like. <laughs> this... All it, the King's Voices. Uh, this is good because this, <laughs> this, this has network in mind. Okay. He's creating a whole network. Bronny's getting a podcast. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. So yeah. off of All the King's Men, of course. Okay, okay. Rich Paul's getting a podcast. Everybody's getting a podcast. Right. 
you know so that's the thing if you're he's always looking to build outwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not looking just for himself he's looking to do something <laughs> huge always thinking bigger so family friends beyond i think i think there's something here i would also like to see him do a version where it's just lebron playing all the different characters from the lebron's commercials mm. where he's like business lebron Ooh, old lebron young lebron doing all of those voices but i do <laughs> like that he can build the network as well because i mean like he would give Bronny a rookie podcast like just yeah. talk to the other rookies out there yeah yeah and and he wouldn't let Bronny screw up by any means podcasts don't have to be live you know he'd protect his son <laughs> This is what I'm thinking. I always think of the worst yet. case scenario. Maybe Bronny says something dumb. Right, right. But don't so worry. Edit it out. Don't worry. It's not live. Uh, you don't have the guts to go live <laughs> like we do. Yeah, I'm talking to 98% of you podcasters out there. Go live with your hot take merchants. Stand by them. Don't edit them out. <laughs> Sell your Mac Weldon's. And your Starbucks buy it energy drinks live. Yeah, don't edit them out like JD does Yeah. for the rest of the week. You don't have the guts. Anyway, uh, <laughs> at number five. I've been thinking about leaning into being a heel podcaster. Uh-huh. Like, just start... I thought you started a while ago, <laughs> Mr. Temper Boy. No, like, just wait, but like, take it to the next level. Like, just start really like calling out other podcasts. Like, just cut a bit on Zach Lowe for five minutes, you know, just to, to mm. drum up more, mm. uh, more clicks. You know, just do it for that. <laughs> Nothing gets the people going like podcast beats. <laughs> I mean, you gotta write. You'd be surprised. You gotta write songs. Songs? I think you have to write rap songs. <laughs> what? The, rap <laughs> diss tracks. Rap oh, you want straight up diss tracks? Of All right. course. Yeah, All right, we'll like bring the, back, uh, what are we called? Uh, Dirty Santa and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, young Santa and the Christmas Elf? No, oh, that's no. JD. No, I was the creepy... Young, young, creepy. young Santa, weren't you? Young Santa is yeah. me. I was yeah. like... Freaky reindeer. Reindeer freak. Reindeer freak. We've already had a heel podcast, though. Go Shane ahead. Hill. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> That's the Hammer podcast. Ariel really. Hilwani. Yeah. A couple times. <laughs> All right, we sorry, got sorry. names. We got sorry. names. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say something about showing my heel, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tweet of the night. Okay. At number five. Podcast listeners, oh, yeah. this one's for you. <laughs> That's not bad, actually. That's not bad. <laughs> Podcast listeners. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, a little, a little wordy, sure, yeah. but it sort of hits. At the what same about just time. this one's for you? Is I, I think I prefer the podcast <laughs> listeners because that was Cleveland yeah. after he won the championship, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind that one. <laughs> Post game interview. Yeah, he yells out, "Cleveland, this one's for you." So, podcast listeners, a little wordy. I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very specific. But again. A built-in phrase to start the show. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Like that. Yeah, that's always great. I always find that awkward. You know, you guys have your taglines. I don't. Uh, the podcast listeners, this one's for you. I might steal that one. Yeah, I might you should start that. using that. Actually. I'm gonna patent that one. Yeah. Get, get you, LBJ. So every time I say, "Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis," and you go, "Podcast listeners, this one's for you." Yeah. Why not? Why not? Good energy I mean, to start. Yeah. Yes, it's it's very specific. Does I mean, it, it's on the nose, but who cares? Does anybody know Luke Combs? He's a country singer, apparently. He, oh, I yeah. guess he has an album called This One's For You. <laughs> okay. So just, uh, maybe he can link up. Is that, uh, is that Diddy's son? <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe. I've seen he Luke looks Combs. like him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. At number, son Luke. at number four, Billionaire Boys Club. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't like this one. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. I hear you. I because, hear you. It, it, like, my immediate reaction is like, so you have to only be a billionaire to go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's and a problem. Great for LeBron, but it's also a little bit sort of elitist, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a cool name. It's just like... It's a, it is a cool name. Pharrell thought of it a, yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there would be some trademark issues yeah. there. There's a clothing line and all that. Yep. LeBron is a billionaire, though. He might... Yeah, if yeah. You, it is elitist, for sure. It's not inclusive. You know, for billionaires and also for girls. What about the girls? Sure. Uh, but Sarah uh, Blakey could go on it. Yeah. She's a billionaire. Well, the billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> she can. Okay. I think yeah. the guest First list guest. is going to be bigger than you're thinking, Lee. You get some incredible guests, even if you're just limiting it to billionaires, and yeah. people would tune in. Yeah. And you can lie. Because millionaires yeah. can be on. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, well, that's rich. right. Rich. That's right. You can be a billionaire on paper, even if you're not necessarily in the cash in your hand sure. kind. <laughs> But then what happens if you lose all that? Then you then your podcast gets cut from the from the uh... from the archives. Yeah. Drop it from the archives. Well, that, that's not a bad way of getting on the show. You have to put it on paper that you're a billionaire. Mm. Okay, cash that, in your assets. No, I'll bring that, it in in a briefcase. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you have to show up with a billion dollars. <laughs> Money in the bank type vibes. To it. Yeah. yeah, you want some social media love? Get your guests to put it on paper. That'll you know that, that'll be everywhere. <laughs> Lie about it. Who cares? Yeah, Anyways. there is an angle to it. You're right. Yeah, you're talking sure. me into it. At number three, no dunk contest. Oh, now you're turning into the heel. Yeah, now that's self-promotion for the No Dunks (laughs) podcast, but also everyone's still a little bitter that LeBron James never entered the dunk contest. Said he was going to, too. Yeah. On air. Yes. Said it to Cheryl. Cheryl Miller. If I do remember correctly. He told Cheryl to her face. Yeah. Was that in Dallas? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Phoenix, no, was it? Was it? Uh, I thought it was Dallas. It was 09 or 10, yeah. It was one of those years. Yeah, that's a great one, though. That was a good one. No dunk yeah. contest. Yeah. We just want the hits as well. Oh, like, If no dunk contest yeah. is created, they're going to start searching. <laughs> yeah. No dunk. We're right there. Second to no dunk contest, obviously. <laughs> it's not a bad one. Yeah. At number two. Oops. LeBron has a podcast. It's basic. Yep. But, but it's got LeBron in the name. This could be the winner. I think you go simple. As Trey said, the King's Court is a good one. But you might just want LeBron having, you know, all that Google trend search going on. You might want LeBron in the name. We're talking CO, SEO here. That's important. (laughs) We're talking CO. But let's be – I mean, this one's just – it's boring, No no one's excited about it. No, definitely not excited. But people, people beyond LeBron, people Google LeBron podcast. Yeah. Boom. Just call it LeBron's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron yeah. has a podcast. Great. It's great. It's going to get great clicks. You're right. People are going to find it. Did you hear LeBron has a podcast? Mm. What's it called? Works in two different yeah. sentences. Yeah. Nice. And, and we needed a boring one for number two. That's what you do. That's the in Letterman honor of, yeah. In honor of David. Yeah. Wait, I thought Letterman always put the best joke oh, in yeah. number two. Yeah. Should have been number good one. Good call, Tess. Yeah, that's a good one. And number one, the chosen pod. Okay. <laughs> now, I think he get could go with this one. Trey, you scoffed. But I think he'd like this one. Mm. You know, he is calls himself the chosen one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good that you got the chosen pod, I guess. Yeah, it feels like it's the best one already. Right, right. Yeah. There's a lot better names, but uh, the chosen pod, it just rolls off the tongue, maybe because he is the chosen one. Well, what he would do if he was smart, if he went with that one, someone, get the Photoshop boys to change that back tattoo, put mm. the chosen pod 
make it seem like he changed his tattoo, you know, get that going viral. People are going crazy. What? What? what what's this all about? Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then vote. That's a good start. Yeah, drop the first uh, episode. Yeah, instead of the uh, the Michael Jordan facts, I'm back. You know, spread that tattoo around. <laughs> right, right. I'll get around. Well, LeBron changed his tattoo. Changed this his is tattoo. the chosen pod. What does that mean? He's got a podcast. <laughs> the chosen tattoo. Well, what's it called? <laughs> LeBron has a podcast. Oh, damn it. Okay, in summary, the best names for LeBron's new podcast. We've got 10 of them for you. At 10, The King's Court. At 9, Talk O Tuesday. At 8, some people say LeBron's best skill is his podcasting. <laughs> At number 7, Just a Pod from Akron. At number 6, All the King's Voices. Network potential. Think about it, LeBron. At number 5, Podcast listeners, <laughs> this one's for you. I'm stealing that. At number 4, Billionaire Boys Club at number three, no dunk contest. <laughs> and number two, LeBron has a podcast. And number one, the chosen pod. Hmm. There you go, LeBron. Wow. Just doing free work for LeBron James. Look at that list. Hmm. Yeah, shout Great out, ideas. Shout out to everybody who's throwing out the names on Twitter. Our man mm-hmm. Kenny Beecham was asking yep. people on Twitter. Well done, everybody. All right. And if you have a new suggestion or a, a fresh suggestion, mm. Drop it in the stream team right now. There's a great one we missed. Uh-oh. Oh, many have said it. I think Sam Unono is the first. The basketball James. <laughs> how, do, how do we miss it? Wow. Yeah. How right, do we miss it? Right there. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> TBJ, good. come on. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well, add, it to, add it to the list there. Uh, if you have other ones, drop them in the stream team. Drop them in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. And uh, make sure you tag at King James when you do that mm. as well so, so he sees that. All right. Let's take our final break. When we come back, tweet of the night, and then we'll wrap this baby up. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport. No flight delays. No fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. 
Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, we just had a big brainstorming session trying to name LeBron's uh, potentially new podcasts. Well, in other NBA podcast news, I just saw this come through my uh, Twitter timeline. There's an article on Patrick Beverly in the Washington Post today, and there's a little part that's been pulled and shared on Twitter. It says, this is Beverly, Patrick Beverly, I'm not a big podcast guy. If I did it, I'd kill it. (laughs) And I mean, if it's for the right price... I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. But I'm not going to Best Buy trying to set up a podcast. (laughs) End quote there uh, from Patrick Beverly in this uh, Washington Post article. You know, talking about being, uh, it's it's titled that he's sort of the say-anything star of the NBA Mm. playoffs, but not a big podcast guy, Beverly. Though if he did it, he'd be the best. (laughs) But he wouldn't go to Best Buy. No, he's not going to Best Buy to buy the microphones and the cables and all that. All right. right. That's a a good step, actually. I wouldn't go to Best Buy either to get the gear to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Why? They just sell crap. Like, you want to go to, uh, you know, a Longa McQuaid or something like that, like an actual audio recording store. Guitar Center. So nothing we have here in the Classic Factory is from Best Buy. Can we confirm that? Uh, (laughs) Coffee maker, maybe. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet Tweet of the Night, just a quick follow-up. moment here also feet of the night here you go sickos there's my heel it's a heel podcast (laughs) on to tweet of the night pat riley did a press conference yesterday 77 year old man speaking about the miami heat some great quotes (laughs) uh got two of them that i pulled for you here i thought were the best ones this one comes from will manso down there at uh, uh down there at the heat here in this press conference riley was asked about running it back with the current team he said with regards to running it back with the current heat team I run it back with my wife every week. <laughs> my wife. He did say it. My wife. Nobody knew that Pat Riley could do a Borat. <laughs> but just like Patrick Beverly with podcasting, he did it for the right price and he killed it. Yep. The number two quote, actually number one in my mm-hmm. heart, Pat Riley, 77-year-old man. This one comes from Tim Reynolds at by Tim Reynolds with the AP. Pat says he ain't going anywhere. I'm 77 years old and right now I can do more push-ups than you can mm. right now. <laughs> he also basically called Kyle Lowry fat and said yeah, he's going to yeah, have to lose weight yeah. for next season. Just a tour de force <laughs> from Riley. So my questions to you guys, how many push-ups can you do and how often do you run it back with your wife? <laughs> oh, wow. That's what I love about that wife comment. He was being real. He runs it back with his wife every week. 
Because <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. It's like, we're not doing it every day. Okay? Every week. Keep it a real, not lying whatsoever, and that's why he's not lying also about the push-ups. I don't know. Who is he talking Ira to? Ira Winderman. Yeah, yeah, he said Ira. Guaranteed yeah. it was oh, Ira yeah, Winderman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going right at Ira. Yeah. Ira, yeah. He got yeah, you yeah, right yeah, in yeah. the Ira. I thought yeah. he could be doing it to Tim Reynolds there, I guess. Yeah. He could probably do more push-ups than me. I'm guessing. 77-year-old Pat. Yeah. I mean, if he's calling people out, he wasn't asked how many push-ups he did. He just said, hey, you, I can do more push-ups than you, and you, and you, and you. He also had another uh, line that I loved uh, about the loss stinging still uh, there in, in the conference finals to the Celtics. The dragon hasn't left my body yet from the loss. <laughs> the way he spoke about it as well. Like, <laughs> what a line. has won everything. He's been around forever. Eastern Conference Finals loss, and he's like, man, this one oh, yeah. getting to me, though. <laughs> yeah. This is when it gets thrown around all the time. Heat yeah. culture, heat culture. Heat, yeah. culture. heat culture is just Pat Riley being a complete psycho yeah. at 77, like yeah. in the best way possible. Like he's such a competitor. Because he basically said to Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, you guys owe Bam half your salary, by the <laughs> way. say that. <laughs> yeah. So pay him. Said, Tyler Hero, you want to start? Yeah. Come on in training camp. Yeah. Get the damn position. Yeah. Called him out. You said already the Kyle Lowry. Yeah. He's got to be in better shape. He, yeah. You know, he did not hold back. No. <laughs> yeah, you can see him in that huddle when Jimmy Butler was yelling at the team, ready to fight Jimmy Butler. He would yeah. throw down with Jimmy. Oh, I think you – yeah, you're probably right. He probably would fight Jimmy. I was thinking he would be on the same side, but he would not take sides against – the heat. No. Yeah. We gotta see him do some push-ups, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Clint Eastwood bragged about doing push-ups once, and then he did like one-arm push-ups at the Oscars or something, yeah. right? Oh yeah. We gotta see Pat Riley doing some push-ups more than at least one reporter. <laughs> Cooper Moorhead. He's a he's a heat guy. I think he's got to be the one. It's got to be a <laughs> a local employee going one-on-one push-up for push-up. Right. I think Coop's got some push-ups in him. Yeah, he looks strong. Maybe not Pat Riley. How many can Pat Riley do that? He's calling people at 50? Oh, I that's think it has lot. to be 50, yeah, because that's a, that's a good, respectable amount for a 77-year-old guy. Yeah, it's it's also, a good, respectable amount for anybody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like he's been – I just – I have no idea if this is true, but my gut says Pat Riley's been waking up every day for the past – yeah. 50 years <laughs> drops to the ground and does like whatever yeah. 500 push-ups or something that's like he's like a bit of a cycle that way yeah. Richard think, Branson so. does something similar like that <laughs> yeah there you go. and he yeah. doesn't have a runner beside his bed he does it on the hardwood yeah or <laughs> the stone beside his bed there's no, there's there's no, no carpet cushion yeah Man, think of the intensity in the Miami Heat organization with Riley, Alonzo Mourning, and then really Haslam. I mean, I know he's on the team, but he's yeah, basically he's an assistant extension, coach. Yeah. Yeah. And then Spolster, too. All right, this is this is weird, but you mm-hmm. can find out how many push-ups Clint Eastwood used to be able to do. At 74, he said he could do 30 push-ups. Oh, okay. Clint Eastwood's a strong guy. He said he used to do 1,000 push-ups a day. So, I, don't, I mean, 50, I think, would be a, a nice over-under for he, Riley. Yeah. I think it's the over. That'd be nice. I think I'd hit the over, honestly, with Riley. He looks in good shape. But he's old. I'm 77. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have not guessed he was 77, though, either. Maybe he does, like, one per year. You know, like, next <laughs> right. year he's doing 78. Yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Great tweet of the night. I was hoping we were going to get a little Riley talk mm. in today's show, and we did. Let's call it there, though. These guys got to get their asses to Boston. Yeah, speaking of Boston, I actually found something last night in the archives from the last time we were in Boston for the No Season Required Tour. I found the lobster roll there from Neptunes. Got a photo of it. What? Well, I can't believe you. I know. I know. I found it there. So, uh, not a bad-looking lobster roll. It looks pretty bad. Not a great photo, if <laughs> yeah. I'm being uh, look, it's, it's, 
like photo, but you can see that. But I also looks found like you regurgitated your food onto like a hot dog. <laughs> I also found another photo that was a little funnier here, just uh, from the notes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look at Matt there. Now this is in the karaoke bar there it's in New, New York, York. But yeah. uh, what, what a just weird perusing. photo this is too. <laughs> And that's only close up. That's you yeah. in the background. That's right. Yeah. Is yeah. that a basketball James T-shirt? Yeah. You already got one of LeBron's. I have no or? idea who would have taken this photo because it was on my camera. So someone yeah. else has taken it. I but. like to think you have a selfie stick going under the tape <laughs> <laughs> to be able to get that sick snap of an empty Bud Light. Oh, what so song great. is Matt uh, yeah. producing for? Look that. at the eyes. He's turning his nose up at yeah. every song. Uh, no, in, in the binder. Not doing nope. that one. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, that one too. Well, yeah, it's like an optical illusion. There, I thought you were gonna. I thought the show in Boston or the photo you were gonna show, I should say, is uh, the 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 fat heads or the big heads Ah, where you're holding. I think it's me and there's a few. Pass his head. There's well, there's I don't know. There's a pic of you holding two of our giant heads. Yeah, yeah. That people brought to us at that show. And Garnett, I think, were the ones. I can't remember who. Yeah, they're there somewhere. I'll see if I can dig (laughs) one out. (laughs) I'm sure you have. Not as fun as a lobster roll. Uh, Are you guys excited for Boston? (laughs) Very excited. Okay. And uh, you got to get to the airport so you can have a pizza. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know if I have a. Uh, usually it's a late in the uh, evening, and and it's also a glass of wine with JD. You know, so pizza. JD, you want to mm. come along and have a glass of wine this afternoon? <laughs> just go through security and have a <laughs> glass of wine and an entire Barisano pizza, <laughs> and then, leave. And then I just love leave. This place. <laughs> this place is great. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'll be there if you want to come. I, along. Only if the piano player is playing, because oh. that's a nice touch as well. Yeah, yeah. a live grand piano. <laughs> being played it was the most romantic night of uh, oh, yes. in the last 10 years i think yeah. i've had yeah. you guys just, having wine just us pizza drinking wine yeah oh, come on you're running back with your wife every week <laughs> tried to tried to put it on the calendar all right guys uh, again follow uh so uh, all of our accounts is what i'm trying to say on social media at no dunk sync twitter instagram facebook tiktok uh the youtube channel here because we got the youtube shorts i think these guys are going to take advantage of because lee and trey will be dropping content all week long as they head to boston here for games three and four really excited to see what you guys get up to email in your nba questions to no dunks at the athletic.com get yourself an athletic subscription if you don't have one of those go to the athletic.com slash no dunks <laughs> I, I know this is very impromptu jd but if you oh, can have a zoom go. in of uh, the, he uh, found something this okay. is the last time we were at Barasano's together. Uh, oh my god! How do you do this? How do you find these so quick? So you can so, see. Okay, for the podcast listeners, Lee has found a photo. Yep, of JD with a red gla- uh, glass of red wine and a pizza, oh, and looks happy. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. the piano. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> the happiest he's ever been in ten, last ten years. Yeah. All right. Remember that post, the potions we were talking about on the Drop Podcast where you could just teleport to any airport? <laughs> That's why he picked yeah, it. Yeah, skip security to sit at the piano, eat some pizza. All right, again, no show tomorrow morning here from the Classic Factory at 10 a.m. Eastern. Instead, Trey and Lee, a little bit later in the afternoon, hit that notification button, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, obviously subscribe to the podcast, and you'll, you'll be alerted when these guys are live and when it gets posted. Okay. Until tomorrow, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we'll be uh, posting some YouTube shorts. And Mac Weldon, what are you waiting for? Sponsor our YouTube shorts channel. Come on. Just talked about Weldon shorts for an hour. (laughs) Embrace the day, people.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.